the CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to another episode of the CGA Tour podcast. As always, I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander, and I've got Jay Carlson joining me on the podcast here today. I'm just going to roll right into it because the March Madness brackets just came out and um, we, we have some thoughts and feelings on that as well as the Big 12 tournament as a whole here. So real quickly to keep everyone updated here, Oklahoma State came out as a four seed in the March Madness bracket. This is mainly now an Oklahoma State basketball podcast, as anyone listening will know. We'll talk about, I'm assuming, some of the rest of the um, bracket and groups and predictions, et cetera, as well. But with all that said, Jake, let's just go ahead and hop into it. What are your, what's your immediate reaction here? Um, <laughs> I think it's a slap in the face. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really know how else to say it and the reason I say it's a slap in the face is I, I'm just I'm very confused um, because you know we talked earlier and I kind of I spoke this out to my girlfriend so that way uh, I, I knew what my thoughts were um, and I, again we'll just jump right into it we'll talk about uh, Texas a little bit later um, but okay so You've got OSU as a four seed. Mm -hmm. They are the third four seed. They are the 15th overall seed. Um, The other four seeds being Purdue, uh, Florida State, and Virginia. Purdue and Florida State are both still ranked ahead of us, um, being the 13 and 14 overall seeds. Um, We are the 15 and Virginia is the 16. Now, um, I don't really care about that to be honest um i know you don't either uh wait, i could care wait, less I but, could, but care about that we're you know technically the third well, ranked I, four seed i don't care who the other four seeds are I that's guess, fair that's is, fair. is my say um i'm not gonna say that we're better or worse than teams we haven't played yet you like this you like this segue yes, yes um yes, i'm not yes. gonna say we're better or worse than teams we haven't played yet being um, Purdue, Virginia, and uh, Florida State, who I think are all very good teams. Um, I'm not going to discount any of them. Now, who I am going to discount is West Virginia because we beat you twice, like last week. <laughs> we beat you twice in the span of a week. And once without two of our starters, slash the best player in the country is one of those two guys that didn't play in that game. So And... and- Bob Huggins still doesn't have his 900th win either. Yeah, who's going to let him have his 900th win here? Right? Is it Moorhead State, I guess? I guess it's Moorhead State, although frequently I think West Virginia. I don't want to talk a ton of crap on them. Just as, I don't hate them or the team. I just hate how this is seeded, and I want to be clear about that. Like, they, yeah. they play a good brand of basketball, right? Like, like we, we beat them, but it was a tough game both times that we beat them. You know, it was just neck and neck yeah. all the way down to the end of it. And... and- Look, if I, I guess if you know, if we are the the eleventh overall seed and they're the twelfth, right? And we're both three seeds. Fine, bump whoever out of that three seed spot that you want to. Now, the other three seeds are Kansas, Arkansas, and Texas. Calvin, let me ask you, what do those three teams have in common? Four, I guess. What do those four teams have in common? 
a lost Oklahoma State. A lost Oklahoma State at some point. Now, Texas, you're out of this equation. If any Texas fans are listening, you're uh, we're not talking about you. You We're giving you the pass because you beat us in the regular. You beat us overall, right? We played three total games. You beat us. Yeah, best. You beat us twice. Yep. Um, Split against Kansas, so can't really go for either one there. Um, Beat Arkansas. Only played them once at uh, at home. So would it be would it be different if we played it in uh, Fayetteville? Maybe it was a close game. Right? It was a close game, and it was a close game. It was a close game. Um, how West Virginia? <laughs> you guys beat us in our second Big Twelve game um, by three points, and we blew a massive lead. Uh, I would recommend not listening to that podcast because it was pretty irritating. Um. And it was just, we blew a lead. There was not really anything to say. Mm-hmm. Now, we go to your place. We go to West Virginia's place and beat them. One and one, right? Right, right. Now, um, you know, Sunday rolls around. We have to play West Virginia again. Neither of us were too thrilled about it. Me, or well, any three of us, me, you, or Alexi, were very intrigued about playing West Virginia again, but we said we would rather play them than tech. Yeah. Um, ironically, the team that we said we wanted to play the most in the first round was Texas. Um, but also I think if we play them in the first round, we beat them, but we can get into that later. I I agree. Um, however, lo and behold, we play West Virginia in the big 12 tournament. First round four, five V four. Mm-hmm. And beat them again for Bob Huggins' 900th win, this time with Cade Cunningham. So we beat them with and without Cade Cunningham. And the reason that I will sit here and say Texas is a better basketball team than us because they beat us twice and we beat them once. Yeah. What 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 else are you supposed to say? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like we we can't say anything else. Um, because I think now it doesn't happen very often, but three is the most indicative way of proving if you are better than a team or not. Um, two is tough because a lot of times you split if you sweep them. Yeah. But then you might play them in the tournament again and then lose, you know, that it, it, it's tough, but if you play a team three times, I mean, if you play a team it, it three should, times, it and you, should and count you, for something, right? If, if you play a team three times and you split, and it's like, okay, whoever wins the next game, you're better than them, right? 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 You're better than them. Um, and and we did that to West Virginia. We did. So yeah. I'm not saying we should be above KU. I'm not saying we should be above Texas. I'm not even saying we should be above Arkansas. But. We've played West Virginia three times and beat them twice. I, I guess I, I just don't know. I don't know what more they were looking for. And the frustrating part to me is they have Arkansas as the number nine, right? Is that what I said? They have the yeah. number nine overall seed. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it? Kansas is 12 and Texas is 11. West Virginia is number 10. Calvin, do you know what West Virginia opened as 
last week. So what 11, was that? Eleven or twelve? Or eleven they, thirteen? They were they were they were ten. Oh, so the conference tournament just didn't matter, right? No, well, not only the conference tournament, but also beating them at their place didn't matter either. Well, but that was they came with the rankings on Monday, right? So, and they were well, so they didn't come out with new rankings before the conference tournament. But I'm uh-huh. saying when we played them in Morgantown, right? They were still ranked number ten, and we were ranked number twelve. So they didn't come out with the new rankings this Monday, this past Monday. Cor- correct. Okay. Because because everyone's seated for their conference. So mm. like you're not gonna put like Oklahoma State five parentheses and then parentheses fourteen or whatever it was. Right. Um right. so at the time, Oklahoma State, it actually says here on ESPN that we were twelve, which was the seed that we opened when we played o- OU the second time, right? Mm-hmm. And beat them. So Going back to a week ago. No, not a week ago. Two weeks ago. Is that two weeks ago when we played OU? Uh, yeah, man, I guess yeah, it just end of, I guess it would have been. Yeah, last wow. week into February and first day of uh, March. Yeah. yeah, so two weeks ago, um, two weeks ago Sunday, we had just be OU the day before, and then we play OU again uh, the next day on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, beat Oklahoma, and this is when we're going down that road of we have four games in seven days. We play Baylor on a Thursday and lose. Then we play West Virginia there and win. So they did not release new rankings then. Mm. So it was still, that game was still 12 versus 10. So, and this is the point that I want to make very, 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 very clear. Yeah. Oh, I take that back. We beat West Virginia and they were number six at West Virginia. Okay. Then we beat West Virginia in the tournament and they were number 10. Number 10. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. And sorry, let me double check this. Let me see what the matchup for this game was. We were number 12. So that game was 12 versus 10. Gosh, these people are like ripping ATVs outside. Um, They're also mad and heated about the Oklahoma State seating. Yeah. So they got to be, right? Yeah. So 12 versus 10. So we had beat them when they were a six. So that game was a 17 versus six. The first time we played uh, West Virginia at their place. Mm. That was 17 versus six. So we beat them and it, then it goes 12 versus 10. We beat them at 12 versus 10. Then we beat 12 versus two and then lose 12 versus 13. So what you are telling me is that West Virginia loses to Oklahoma State and doesn't move. And we lose to Texas in the championship. And drop three spots. And and that's the point that I want to make clear. Because this isn't even the AP poll at this point. They released their four seeds. They released their top 16. And we were in the top 16. The NCAA did. 
and I, I'm sorry that I'm getting so like irritated about this because I know it's just basketball and it's sports, but logically, if you have half a brain, which I know the NCAA doesn't, but if you have half a brain and you explain this to somebody, it doesn't make any sense. And it, it's a shame to me that two losses to TCU, albeit awful losses, you and I will be the first to admit that. Yep. But are you trying to tell me that no wins can even come close to just making those losses go away a little bit? I guess so, because if you're ranking the Big 12 teams, right, you're going through in order all the Big 12 teams that we are technically now ranked behind. Mm -hmm. We're ranked behind Baylor, of course. Hey, Baylor's got two losses on the season. One is to us, but they have two. They have one loss in the regular season, which is to KU. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I can can live. I can live. Um, And and we played Baylor three times. Right. They beat us. They beat us twice in the regular season. As we said earlier, it's very, very hard to beat a team three times in one year, no matter how good you are. Period. Unless you're Gonzaga, which we haven't seen a lot of teams do this before. Sweeping a team three times—that's a very who I think Oklahoma State is a very good basketball team, but beating a team three times in one year is very difficult at any level. So, go on. Yeah, and so then we are also seated behind, of course, West Virginia. You know, um, so now we're you know, now we're third best in the conference, right? Oh, but wait a second. We're also seated behind Texas. So now we're fourth best in the conference, right? And I think that's, I mean, my and KU. Right, so now we're fifth best in the conference. So we're just going through here. We're just saying, yeah, the Big Twelve tournament didn't matter at all. You're still fifth in the conference. And I mean, that's what really hammers home here is that, uh, yeah, the tournament didn't matter this year. Like, why didn't it matter? Why? Right. Well, because th- my thinking is okay. So <laughs> just <laughs> what was the tiebreaker? Because if you have West Virginia as your 10 seed, they were already locked in there before they even lost to us. Right. Right? Right. And and if we beat Texas, we're probably a three seed. Right? I think we... I think I think we, we how do you not rank us above Texas then? Right? How do you not... I mean... That's the hard part here, is that you have to rank us above West Virginia, period, today, sitting here. Pe- right, right, period. Period. But you're not gonna. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if 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 it's hey, you know what? We were gonna be the last. We were gonna be the the last three seed or the you know, um, or you know the third fourth seed or, or whatever the way it plays out. If we lost to be Texas, right? But I will say this: at no point yesterday at all, when I was getting ready to go, hey, you know what? All right, I'm curious to see how we do. I'm curious to see what people think that this means if we beat Texas or if we lose. All right, what does Joe Lunardi think here? He's got all the bracket predictors, et cetera. And he's been dogging us a lot of the season, which I would say now I understand why. Because he was pretty darn correct given dogging us. But yesterday, going into the Big 12 Championship game, he ranks Oklahoma State as his last two seed. Grant, yeah. eighth best team in the country, last two seed. Mm-hmm. Somehow, Joe Lunardi 
didn't realize that we dropped seven spots, right? Seven spots or at least five spots comparatively, right? We dropped to 13th and, and I, best in the country conceivably, you know, right. if we're the first four seed somehow random way someone wants to argue that when it looks like we're still and, behind Purdue technically. I, I know Lenardi's not the NCAA, but there's no, like, there's no possible way, in my opinion, that he is seven spots off. Right, and at some point, we have to just come back to this. Okay, you know what? We got to have some cultural playoff rules here where they start coming out with the top four earlier on. You know, they start giving us some type of rankings because if when we lost to TCU, we were theoretically out, let's say, right? We're theoretically out of the whole entire deal. Yeah. I I can go, okay, okay, whatever, right? Because I record a podcast. I was just talking about my dad with this here a second ago. My dad, little brother Luke and I recorded a podcast in... February, right after the Super Bowl, like the week after the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. the first part of the podcast was talking about the Super Bowl and whatever. The second part of the podcast is talking about Oklahoma State and whatever we had done previously. I think we had just gone, I think we just round tripped the KU game up in Lawrence, which we unfortunately lost, of course, right? So the, the messages that we had from that is, hey, with the stretch coming up here in the future, I don't know if we can make the tournament. That was a conceivable a month, a month and a week ago. That was a conceivable, real thought that was going through Oklahoma State fans' heads, right? And that, because we had a we had a gauntlet, we had a gauntlet. We had to play a huge, and this is before we added on West Virginia and Baylor to the the last two games of the season, right? Right. And this is this is before that. So this is oh my gosh, how in the world, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, somebody's got to tell me what we got to do to. Get rid of those TCU losses, right? Do we have to sweep Baylor to get rid of them? Because if we really have to sweep the best team in the nation to get rid of them, that's absurd. Right, because it's not like, I mean, I think like Idaho State had one win or (laughs) or Idaho. Like, it's not like we lost to them and, you know. We didn't lose to Iowa State or to K-State, who are arguably worse than us in the conference. We lost to the last Big 12 team are we sorry, excuse me. We lost to the best Big 12 team in the conference that did not make the tournament. Conceivably, right. twice. And both were close games, both were than five points each. I, I know they were but, even closer than that, actually. But but if you're looking, I mean, and this is just bizarre to me. If you are looking at Texas Tech, so we played Texas Tech at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. OU, Oklahoma at home, at Baylor, at West Virginia, West Virginia, Baylor, Texas. That was our last, sorry, uh, quick maths here. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That was our last eight games. If if you were to tell me that we were going to go six and two in those games, six and two. Yeah. Eight and two in our last 10. And I'm, I'm saying six and two because the, the other two games before that were Kansas State and Iowa State. So we, we technically went eight and two, but our last eight games were all against um, Texas Tech was 18 and they were the worst team we played. So top 18 opponents and we went six and two. Now, I, I, I'm just asking, does it does it not matter how you progress down the stretch 
it must not because the argument was being made that Oklahoma State is the hottest team coming into the tournament. And it must not matter. We had just beat, granted, OU went on a losing streak after we played them, but I think we hurt them too much or whatever. When we played OU both times, they're top 15 in the country. Or, excuse me, OU was 16. I believe we were 17 when we, when we beat them the second time at their, you know, in Stillwater. And, when we played and they OU dropped, the first time, they were top 10. And they dropped to an eight seed. It, which, look, neither, we're not going to sit here and hype up OU, but OU dropping to an eight seed for losing. I mean, I know, so they went K-State. They lost to K-State, lost twice, and they were number seven. They lose to K-State, OSU twice, and then who'd they lose to in the tournament? They beat, yeah, they beat. Uh, yeah, OU lost to. Uh... Oh, gosh, Baylor? KU, right? Yeah, they lost to KU. Oh, KU. Okay. So, is that warranting an eight seed? I would hope not. Right? Oh, and they played they play Texas in there as well, who I think they lost to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I... It just, I, I have a lot of questions. Um, Oklahoma did struggle down the stretch. They lost five of six. So not good. But if if losing can impact you, um, this then why much, can't win what, this much right too. then why can't winning as well because and it's ironic the only team <laughs> that we haven't beaten this year that w- that was on our schedule is TCU which is hilarious um but they just had our number both games. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses about it. But again, it, it's bizarre to me that West Virginia was locked in as a 10 seed three weeks ago. Well, let's say it this way, too. All right. This team at Oklahoma State here has one, two, one, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, six freshmen. Of which I will say, Rondo Walker one, Matthew Alexander Moncrief two, um, Kay Cunningham three. Of which three of them have valuable playing time every single game, unless they're injured or hurt. Especially Kate, right? Right. So for us to lose our Big Twelve season opener, probably not that tough to understand, right? I mean, when we when we played TCU, excuse me, that was our, um. Oh, gosh, it showed up the first one first. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Uh, DC is our first loss of the season after we play six games. So uh, so our so Oklahoma State's seventh game of the season is a loss to TCU at home by one point. One. Right? Then we yep. lose then we lose at Texas, which it's by three. At at Texas. Both these games in December are only two Big Twelve games in December, which are losses. I'll get you know I'll give everyone credit for it, whatever. Then of course we 
you know, lose to West Virginia. Still at yeah, still at home by three, by the way. Again, very, very close game here. And then let's go ahead a little bit. So we lose to Baylor without Cade. Um, still at home, but by 15. And we play TCU as our first February game. And we lose by three at TCU. I mean, you gotta try to cut me some slack at some point, right? Like well, no, no, <laughs> we're not going to cut Oklahoma State any slack at all. I guess I, I don't know understand how what ESPN puts up for the rankings whenever like I go back through right now and I look at our schedule and it shows the win loss record. I don't know what the rankings are right now because it has Texas an eleven, Texas a thirteen, West Virginia's a fourteen, but KU is a six, and then later on KU unranked. So it must be when we played them. Yes. So we lost to an uh, overall eleven seed Texas. Whoopty freaking do. We lost to an overall 14 seed West Virginia. Get home, but by three, you know, against both teams. Whoop de do. Right? We're unranked at this point. Still an unranked Oklahoma State beats the number six KU. Should be a pretty darn good win. You know, right? Right? Pretty darn good win. We beat K State too. Um, then we lose Baylor, is the, you know, after having a week off due to COVID issues on our team, granted. Lose to Baylor. Then without Cade, we. Beat Iowa State by 21, by the way. Moncrief goes off in the game and has 22 points and 12 rebounds. Good Lord, that was his coming out party against Iowa State. Then we beat Arkansas back with Cade by four. Unranked, so I'm just going to skip to the ranked ones. We beat number six, Texas. Grant, two overtimes, but number six, Texas. We beat, we beat, right? Um, Our second game against Baylor gets postponed to later on in the season. Then we play, and we beat number 18 at the time, Texas Tech. Then we beat number 7 at the time, OU. Then we come back and beat OU number 16. Then we lose to number 3, Baylor. Okay. Then we beat basically back-to-back games here at number 6, West Virginia. And then against number 10, West Virginia, in the Big 12 tournament. Then we beat number 2, Baylor. And then we lose to number 13, currently, Texas. And all these are current rankings, so I'm going through all of them. It's what they're ranked at when we had played them during the season. So at one point we, at one point we beat a, uh, a ranked KU, but we lose to an unranked KU, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. But man, we're not going to get any slack at all in these TCU games. Those are only losses against teams against a team that wasn't ranked at all during the season. It, yeah. I mean, it really is bizarre to me that um, eight was it eight quad one wins or nine? Um, I think it's eight. But did Baylor put us at nine? Oh, you're right. You're right. I think Baylor did put us at nine. And West Virginia, so, honestly, beating West Virginia again, Big 12 tournament minus puts a 10 because I think it was eight before the tournament. Before the tournament. So, right. So th- this is my okay, here you go. We finished 10 and 6 against uh quad one teams, quad one win teams. We were second in the country in quad one wins with 10, only behind Illinois. Now, we have two quad three losses. I would think 
that 10 quad one wins would suffice for two quad three losses. However, they decide to determine this. Now, our net is 29. Whatever the hell that means. Um, I still don't know what net means. But if you look at it, uh, net, Illinois has a three, Oklahoma State 29, Ohio State 8, Gonzaga 1, Baylor 2. I don't know how this net works. Um, I don't know what it means. Yeah, you got me with that one. I I got to add, though, TCU is 5-11 in conference. They have four less wins than OU and Texas Tech have in conference. They are number. They are nine games back at first place in Big Twelve, but they are twelve and fourteen overall. Their only loss out of conference is to Providence. Like I like like yeah, they didn't beat anyone. I'm I'm with you. You know TCU didn't beat anyone. I'm fine saying that, but they they what they've swept Iowa State. You know they beat who they should have been there. They're not that bad of a team. Is my point here? They lost to twelve Missouri. And they scored 98 points in that game. They lost by four to, at the time, number 12, Missouri. And they lost in their almost season opener because it was so early in the season. But, I mean, they, they lost OU by four back in, like, almost November, I think. I mean, it's just so, bizarre. I, I will say this. Alabama has one quad three loss. One. Now, obviously, I I can count. I know that's not two. Um, But they have seven. They are seven and four versus quad one teams. Their quad three loss is to Western Kentucky. Which didn't, they didn't talk about at all. Nobody brought it up. Nobody. Yeah. It, it it just, it really, and again, if Alabama is to play Western Kentucky again, they're going to win. But they didn't. It's Western Kentucky. Are they even in the field of 68? No. So, think that would hurt them right i mean virginia, I, you know, I can be as sarcastic as possible but good to lord it's bad Vir- virginia has a quad three loss colgate is ranked above us in net at nine loyola chicago is 10 kansas is seven and eight versus quad one win teams or seven and eight versus quad one teams Texas Tech is four and ten against quad one teams. So, and, and this is the part that I don't understand. As losing to bad ones, losing to bad teams is more impactful on your ranking than it is beating the good ones. At least in Oklahoma State's circumstance right because because it's not applicable to any other team on the damn list 
Not at all. Not at all. And again, all I've said is I'm, I, I just want consistency. That's it. I, that's all I want is I want consistency. Am I happy that we made the tournament? Absolutely, because you and I didn't even know if we were going to make the tournament this year. There were so sanctions. There were all this type of stuff here, right? All over the but, place. But for us to lose the game we did yesterday like that with all the circumstances surrounding it and then have this. Mm -hmm. it It's just... And call me sour grapes all you want, because it's true. But uh, again, it it's it's truly incredible. Now, I, since we're done talking about that, let's talk about who we will play. Well, well, there's one other thing I want to add here. Okay, okay, go for it. Go for it. How in the world is Houston a two seed? Like, really, what are we doing here? Because Houston. When they lost to ECU, the Eastern Carolina Pirates, they were fifth in the country and 15-2 and two overall, and ECU was 8-6 and six overall, 2-6 and six in conference, right? They lost to them, and by a substantial margin. Like, it wasn't that close. And I would be totally, totally fine with saying, you know what, hey, like, they only have three losses on the season. What are we even doing, right? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, what are we yeah. even doing? The reason why I'm not is because why are we giving the American Athletic Conference? This isn't the actual ACC, you know, this is the AAC. Why are we giving them any credit whatsoever this whole season for anything? Like this this 24 and 3 Houston team also lost to Tulsa, who I'm so sorry and I wish I could speak higher of an in-state team, you know, that's uh, you know, and so that yeah, they, 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 represents the they well. suck. They suck. They suck. They didn't make the tournament. If you're if you're in a bad conference, a non-power five conference, right, and you lose to two teams in your conference that you should have beaten, you would figure it would matter a lot more, and you wouldn't be the two seed. You know, mm -hmm. especially when your coach is Kelvin Sampson, and just eyes are going to be on you all the time because of every single. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's committed fraud at two different schools, Indiana and OU. So now he's at Houston, right? I mean, you'd figure yeah. all the eyes would be on him all the time. You know, everyone's kind of going, oh, I wonder how the Kelvin Sampson thing is going to Houston. And I, Lewis, listen, with all due respect, 24 wins is not easy to do no matter what. Winning 24 games. But you didn't even win your freaking conference, man. Like, in the regular season. You didn't have the best, you know, you had the best winning percentage in your conference. And maybe I'm reading this wrong because it says plus one for some reason. Um, even though Wichita State, I think it's because Wichita State only has two losses, but Cougars had three losses, even though they only had, um, three losses in conference. Yes, they're one game back, but also Houston played like more games than Wichita State did anyways. So I, I don't, so, I don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. So, so I guess Houston, um, is nine and one against quad three teams. Apparently, either Tulsa or ECU is not a quad three team. Now, Tulsa is 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm assuming they're the ones that aren't a quad three team. I'm assuming ECU is because I think ECU is um, not very good. They're yeah. eight and 11. Yeah. They both have losing records. Right. So right. take that for what it's worth. Um, but they're both worse than TCU, <laughs> right? They're both worse than TCU. We, we can agree on that. So it, it just, it, it boggles my mind that, you know, it, that those TCU losses, because that's the only reasonable explanation that I can come up with. Yeah, actually, uh, just to be clear here, ECU is the worst team overall record-wise in the AAC this year, American Athletic Conference. They also only have two wins in conference. One is to Houston, of course. And to add on all top of this, whatsoever we want to do, only two teams, two made it to the, um, you know, even to the 68. Mm-hmm. And the other one, the Wichita State. Which Oklahoma State, by the way, beat at their own place by three. They're just going to throw it and, in there as well. Just and, add some salt, salt on that wound. And they're a play-in game. Yeah. Yeah, they're not even respected to, to be out of a play-in game. Yeah. So, it... And they were 16-5 and five on the season. This is the biggest thing for me. Is, is that, all right, let's get, hey, let's give Houston a lot of respect for 24 games. But the team that won the regular season in their conference, and I don't know if wins the right word here. They probably are co-champions at some point just because the winning percentage in the conference is better for Wichita State, but they clearly played a different amount of games. Uh, both yeah. teams did. But I'll say it this way is, is probably the best way I can make it out. Houston's 15-0 at home. They All their wins have come at home. You know, all their wins. And they've won nine other games on the road. They've lost three away. I got some breaking news for Houston here. Indianapolis is not in Houston, right? This is definitely another chance here where they're going to lose. And... You know, I'm going to have to eat my words because I'm sure Houston's just going to blow out Cleveland State and then Clemson or Rutgers, whoever it is. And then then they'll have a tough test, I think, in West Virginia. But let's go ahead and get into the, you know, it kind of segues a little bit better into, you know, yeah. how they can play us eventually if we yeah. beat Illinois and if they so, take care of business. West Virginia, I'm saying. So uh, you and I will say there have been um, three basketball teams outside of Gonzaga that we have not wanted to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they all have one common thing. Those three teams are Illinois, Iowa, and Michigan. Because their best player, well, Illinois, um, the biggest problem that we can't nullify, I guess, is probably the better way of putting it. Um, Because Io and Cade can go point for point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I love Caleb Boone, but man, but but him against Kofi Coburn, um, no, thank you. I him guess him against is, Jericho Sims wasn't a close battle yesterday, right? I mean, so um, him against a lot of, yeah, him against the TCU big man was not a good battle him against David McCormick was not a good battle. Um, that has been our weakness. And it's mostly because Caleb Boone is not a center. He's a power forward that can't shoot. Right. 
And that that's to no fault of his own. That's just because he was always treated as a center because <laughs> in pretty much every game he plays, he's the biggest one on the court. Yeah, um, except for, and now college for, is different, yeah. Right. So that is, I think that's my biggest problem with being um, the four seed. If we're the three seed, if we make it to the Sweet 16, um, we would play Houston as the other top seed. Um, as the four seed, we play Illinois if we make it to the Sweet 16. Beating, you know, we have to get through Liberty and then the winner of Tennessee. And uh, I don't remember who turned up. Oh, there it is Oregon State, uh, Pac 12 champs. Um, <laughs> there you go. Say, say that three times Pac 12 champs, Oregon State. Um, the other OSU. Oh my God. Yeah, the other OSU. So I think that's because Calvin asked me, Am I scared to play Illinois? Yes. <laughs> sorry jake are you scared of, sorry um i forgot to ask you i'm not I, I gotta be honest here i'm not scared to play anyone right now i'm annoyed that west virginia is on the on the table for us again quickly like we have to to get to the final four we could arguably have to be west virginia if they win if they if they win all the way up to be to play us we have to play west virginia a fourth time in one season Right. We were talking about how it's hard to go three and zero against a team, and you know we're sweeping them even two and zero. I'll tell you what, it's real hard to win best out of four. Best out of four, yeah. I mean, and again with the whole West Virginia thing, they're in the same region as us. Right. That's what I'm getting at here is that we want to, we could meet them in the Elite Eight. Is the deal? It's conceivable we meet meet them in the Elite Eight, not the Final Four. And I know there are seven Big Twelve teams in. March Madness this year in the round of 68. So that's going to happen to somebody. You just figured it would have happened where like West Virginia as a three seed would be in the same section of the bracket as OU as an eight or something. You know, yeah. you know, you'd figure they'd stagger it out a little better than that. But I guess the other way to stagger it out is have one as a four, and one as a three. But if you go look at the games Oklahoma State has lost, so eight of them. Go look at the stats from the other team's big man. If, if you just want a fun little thing to do. And I, I would be very intrigued to know um, what the stats are from the other team's starting big man in those losses. Um, it probably wouldn't take long to compile, but... Um, you know, that was something that I guess we could have done earlier. Um, but there, there, there is a often common denominator in our losses, and it is big men playing very well. Um, some of these big men haven't played well all year. Mm -hmm. Being uh, Jericho Sims. I don't, I don't think Jericho Sims is a bad player. I feel like he's been there. Well, he has been there since we were in college. Um, <laughs> which is bizarre to think about, like same with like Mark Vidal, you know, I feel like Mark Vidal, I mean, Mark Vidal is like two years younger than me. What? Right. Uh, Macy Oteague is two years younger than me. <sighs> Jer Jericho Sims is two years younger than me. I think our oldest player is Bryce Williams. 
who has been at Oklahoma State for eight months. <laughs> right, right. I mean, um, so I mean, and it, look, it's playing Kofi Coburn, playing Luca Garza, playing um, Hunter Dickinson would just—I don't think it would bode well for us because you saw what happened live and in person yesterday. What happens when? We play a big man who has confidence. Well, and also we just play a big man who just shoves us. I mean, come on. Yeah. I that mean, was absurd it, yesterday. How much it, Sims, it, Brown, and um, the other Cunningham, Brock Cunningham, would just shove our guys into a screen and under the basket. And I know all that stuff happens yeah. all the time. But what you do to get rid of that as a ref is you just call it once early. And then it doesn't happen that much anymore because they because the other because the players know you're watching for it on both sides. To be honest, and and I was seeing a lot of Texas fans saying, you know, Jericho Sims hasn't uh, hasn't been able to um, get going because he's always in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know how he managed to escape yesterday with only one foul. There were three and one dunks that we probably should have had yesterday with two of the fouls being on him. Um, the other one probably was on Kai Jones, I believe. And I think the only and one dunk they did call was on Matt Coleman, um, ironically. So it, and I don't want to sit here and, you know, blame the refs, but if you want to go look at the free throw count, uh, do that on your own time. And I know even well, Jay, before there are five minutes e- left in the e- game, even before, even before, well, even before we start fouling it, well, Jake, right. what about the intentional fouls? It was 23 to nine in the second half before the intentional fouls call started. I believe it was 30 to 17 for the game before the fouls started in a championship game for the big 12 for and I would say the past couple games have been called extremely well. They were allowed to play. Um, you know, it, it was allowed to be a little bit more physical, which we always like. So that part was a little, um, <clears throat> little frustrating, I think. So, uh, but but the part that that really irritates me the most, and I think it probably irritates you the most too, is that um, Texas didn't have to play Kansas. Yeah, That's and we had to play them. Yeah, and we had to play the number two team in the country less than twenty four hours before, and we only lost by five in the whole game. Granted, we're we're you know we're throwing up threes at the end, but we're also fouling them at the end. It's not like we made the game a lot closer or a lot farther away than it would have been, right? Because there's both sides of it. Oh, oh, if you if you're fouling them a bunch, well then they get to the line, then all of a sudden you know the game's going to look much more out of reach than it is. On the other hand, though, there's the yeah, but we're throwing up threes. So I'm understanding of that. It's just you you know what you know what sucks here is is that our is that our best player on our team, arguably the best player in the country, slash not arguably really anymore, play, missed three of our games this season, right? Cade, Cade missed a total of three. Do you want to know how many of those games we lost of those three? One. One to the number two team to, in the nation. 
to That's Baylor. It. Yeah. The other the other games that he they didn't play in against, you know, in for us that we won at Iowa State on a weird Monday game, I think. And at West Virginia yeah, to prevent Bob Huggins for getting his nine hundredth win, which we which we've gone over on the previous podcast. So you know we can be hyped up on that. But man, it, normally teams play thirty games in a season minimum. You know, like thirty three or so between the conference tournament, et cetera, et cetera, every everything like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying that the extra two games or extra three or five games would help us out a ton. But if they're going to help out any team in the Big 12, it would have been the youngest team in the Big 12. Almost the youngest team in the country in Oklahoma State. Yeah. We because, don't, do we have a senior? Um, Is Bryce our only technical senior? Bryce our only technical senior, I believe. I will double check that, though, right now. So, I, oh, I um, mean, again. Farron Flavors, excuse me. Farron Flavors okay. and Bryce are our only two who, who, seniors. Who have both been at Oklahoma State for eight months. Yeah, yeah, for only this season because they're transfers. Yeah. Um, and then I think our other oldest player, our longest tenured player is likely, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then we don't, do we have any sophomores? We do are have. The Boone, are um, the Boone Twins sophomores? The Boone Twins are sophomores. As well as Avery Anderson. As well as Avery Anderson. And then we have Chris Harris Jr. He's a sophomore. Um, Kuma is also a sophomore, which he's been in Oklahoma State for only this season. And then that's it. Everyone else is a freshman or just doesn't see the court enough for me to really. I mean, I love the D. Mitchell story. He's on scholarship and he's a junior. So I'll throw that in there too. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. It's truly bizarre to me how this all went down. Um, but I guess, should we talk about the brighter side? What matchups we like? What games we think are going to be fun? Yeah, let's go through that here to end out the last 10 or so minutes of the podcast. Because at this point, it's, I mean, it's, it's a tough, tough, I don't know if day is the right word to be an Oklahoma State fan, but man, it's just a tough. Um, We're beating a dead horse right at this point. Right. Exactly. Exactly here. So, oh, man. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I'll go through this way and I'll say this. I really like our first round matchup against Liberty. Um, so, let's just go through Oklahoma State first here and get predictions. So, I'm going to say prediction first round matchup against Liberty, which I'm just going to read ESPN's stuff real quickly here. Uh, versus top 25 teams, Liberty didn't play a top 25 team. We're 9-5. BPI ranking, we are 36 in the country. Liberty's 76. Conference-wise, we won 11 games. Liberty won 11 games, but we're 11-7. and seven. They're 11-2. and two. And then points per game, Oklahoma State on average scores 77.1 points per game. Liberty scores 74.9. On contrast, Liberty really holds their opponents to far fewer points than we do. They hold their opponents on average to 59.6 points per game, whereas Oklahoma State holds their opponents on average to 72.9 points per game, which to me is a big indicator of we play a lot of close games, so every game we play looks super close, so we play in a tougher conference, et cetera, et cetera, all that type of stuff. Yeah, so don't be surprised if this game is close. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I'm taking Oklahoma State, not one, any... I don't know. Arguments is probably the wrong word, but any. No, I, I am too, but I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. 
I think yeah. it could be a five five point game. I mean, clearly Liberty plays good defense. Um, they have played so. I'm seeing this some notable results. Uh, they lost at Missouri by nine, um, which I'm assuming was early in the year. And they lost to Purdue by 11 at home, which I'm also assuming was early in the year. Um, or they lost to Purdue by 13, sorry. And then they beat Mississippi state by 11. Mm. So those are probably, um, Missouri and Purdue are both in the tournament. Mm. Um, Purdue is also a four seed. So not saying that's indicative of what's going to happen. Just throwing the facts out there. That's, you know, that's what we got. But right. um, they, they were mentioning on ESPN that the uh, Liberty head coach is a former um, Tony Bennett assistant, associate head coach when at Virginia. Um, so they play very good defense, which, as you said, is pretty indicative by, I mean, under 60 points a game is, I don't care what conference you're in. That's, yeah. if you see a 50 something, I mean, you're good at defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. In your own conference, you know, you're holding the, the opponents to a more of a 10 game point differential on average. That's insane. Almost um, actually yeah. a 15 point differential, to be honest. That's pretty, that's not easy to do whatsoever. So. No, not at all. I mean, I'll give it to Liberty there. Uh, what about the second game? Do you think one? Do you think we're going to play Oregon State or Tennessee? And based on that, who do you think we would beat? Um, I think we're going to play Tennessee. Yep. Um, and my brother goes to Tennessee, <laughs> so um, Liberty lost to TCU. By the way. Uh, <laughs> oh wow, they played each other even. Oh my gosh. Yeah, quad three loss for Liberty. Sorry. <laughs> How'd they get in again? Uh, what? Yeah. Um, so Tennessee's tough because they play very good defense. So it seems like those two games we're gonna have to score mm-hmm. and do our best to score. Which can be a struggle at times. Um, But I think if we come out and play uh, play some good teams or play some good offense, play some good defense, especially, then uh, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can win there. Um, Then, of course, we have more than likely. I mean, you know, all, all things considered, here. The matchup against Brad Underwood and Illinois. He was the number one overall seed in the Midwest region, of course, and I think technically the fourth number or third number one seed. Who just won the Big Ten championship today? And tournament championship, excuse me. Um, it's very hard for me to pick us over Illinois. Yeah, um, it really is. Now, it could be, you know, kind of my reverse psychology coming in where it's like, I don't want to be too overconfident, overzealous, arrogant, whatever, whatever right. word right. you want to insert. Um, so it, it's tough. I would probably have to take Illinois. It, you know, knee jerk reaction just because I've seen us play a lot. I've seen Illinois play a lot. 
and I've seen the games that we lose. And Illinois has probably the second best big man in the country. And the fact that we've been dominated by big men in all of our losses is not a good indicator of that game, you know, just how I think that game would go. Um, I think Io DeSumo is great, but we also have Cade Cunningham. So I think that kind of, um, you know, if we are to get there, I think that kind of nullifies things a little bit. Um, if, if that's the word you want to use, cancel each other out, that's probably better. But um, stopping Kofi Coburn and uh, this is named Bashanis Vili, who's also a, a large man, would be, would be yeah. tough for OSU. Yeah, when I look at Illinois' roster just overall, I mean, they have multiple guys who are six foot nine and above, and that's what's really going to kill us at the end of the day, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if they just need to throw out a couple of freshmen for 10 minutes, they can. You know, um, and Connor mm-hmm. Servin and Brandon Lieb, they just throw them out there for just a couple of minutes. They're, they're freshmen, but they're both six, eight, six, nine and above, where we don't really have that whatsoever. There's that ability on our team, to be honest. I mean, they've got guys who are 6'8", all type of stuff. That's what's going to kill us, really, is that Illinois has the ability just to throw guys out there just to get, like, let's say, you know, Kofi Coburn, which I can't believe that's how you pronounce his last name when I looked at it. I mean, I mean, anyone, anyone else, look it up. I can't pronounce, believe that's actually how you pronounce his last name, to be honest. Um, but he got a real... Solid, solid uh, pronunciation guide helper with that because that's how exactly how I know how to pronounce it instead of the other way around, which it could be. Yeah, yeah. But let's say they're two hundred eighty-five pound, seven foot tall center needs a couple minutes of rest or gets in foul trouble. They just have other guys to throw out there. Coleman Hawkins is another guy who's a freshman who's six ten. Uh, Jermaine Hamlin's six ten. I mean, they usually throw more. out. Uh, they usually throw. Out- what Bashanis Billy? I think that's his name. Oh yeah, okay. They usually throw him out there when Kofi's not in, and he can shoot too. So, hmm. Hmm. well, I mean, the other thing I'll I'll say too here is is that overall, I I like at least a little bit of our team against um, <laughs> Illinois because their their team. As a team, they they don't do something that, um, well, I'm try, trying to figure out how to best to say this right, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough either way that I'm trying to you know uh, make this out to be. Overall, their three point percentage as a team is still under forty percent, but it's a thirty seven point you know point six percent overall in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to think that that plays in our favor just because we have been known to hold teams to a lower percentage from three-point land and when we do that's how we beat him you know uh Baylor just throwing up bricks in the you know game two nights ago but then again Texas last night making all their threes right so this could be a very I I think this could be a very very three to point um dependent game right like we're gonna have to try to stop him inside of course that's always our big thing just because we don't have the size as you said but hey if we can hold him to you know less than their season average on three-point percentage, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, now, of course, they have uh, DeMonte Williams here, who is 56% um, from three, and he's shot 62 threes this season, not like he shot four. So, 
And when he puts it up, he usually goes in. The other guy, Jacob Grandison, shot 40, but he still is 40% from the field. So those two guys really got to watch out for. I'm not going to throw in Georgie Vesenevichil, um, who's 3 of 5. I'm not going to throw in his stats. But the other guys, I will. And then, of course, you know, Trent Frazier and Io. Uh, I mean, their their three percent point percentage helps their whole yeah you know, helps compared to their whole team because they are over thirty five percent, which is key in college. But man, if, if somehow, some way, granted, a lot of things have to happen right for us here. We're able to stop Io and Kofi. That pretty much wrecks their whole team. You know, if either of those guys get in foul trouble or and I never watch injuries on anyone, I don't think. But if either of those guys get in foul trouble or have something happen or whatever, I think that's a great chance for us to play a really good game and hopefully win. So, mm-hmm. with all that being said, I wouldn't bet money on us to beat Illinois unless the odds are really good, just because, I mean, to be honest, it's Illinois. Like, they just won the Big Ten championship, and I would argue that the Big Ten, you know, one through seven is better than the Big 12's one through seven. Now, is the rest of the conference that good? No. I think our three through, you know, I think our eight through 10 probably has just as good of a chance as beating their, you know, 11 through, or excuse me, 12 through 14 or whatever. Their bottom three teams will lose to our bottom three teams, I would think. But, man, it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just don't feel great about it, right? I'm not necessarily worried or, you know, whatever else of stuff. I'm just like, eh. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a real, real tough game. So do we want to stop there and then kind of go with other matchups you like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. it's March. So I hope OSU wins, but I mean. Yeah. If they, if they lose in the first round, I'll kind of just shrug my shoulders and be pissed off about it for a day and then. <laughs> oh, wish if, we were still playing. <laughs> well, yeah. If we lose in the first weekend, I'll be pretty annoyed. If we lose in the first game to Liberty, I'll be livid. But if we lose to Tennessee in the second round, I'm not going to be as you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And if we do lose to Illinois, I will not. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure you'll be hearing from me as the ref screwed us or whatever it is, <clears throat> and all type of stuff, whatever. Just because that's normally how. Um. Stuff happens, at least in my mind. But, man, um, it's going to be tough either way. So, anyways, um, what are some of the matchups you like? We'll just go through, like, the very first matchup here as we kind of wrap this one up a little bit. Um, So, there's a couple that I really like. But, yeah. actually, I, I like one of the play-in games. Um, I think Michigan State and UCLA is super fun. That's, a, uh, that's an awesome game. Yep. To, uh, would you call them Blue Bloods? I would. I would call them blue bloods. I think they uh, still are. Yeah. I mean, you talk about those coaches too. I mean, Mick Cronin, I grant, I know he's new to UCLA, but still, still blue blood. Yeah. Um, I think that's a fun game. Um, trying to see what else. San Diego state Syracuse. That looks, that looks fun. Uh, let's see. Villanova Winthrop. Um, Villanova I got Winthrop. I got Winthrop. Yeah, so do I, and that's not because I, I think bad. Villanova's Villanova's bad, but they're without their two guards. I mean, that just kind of sucks. So, I mean, did you have any other uh, Oklahoma Missouri too? Oklahoma really got screwed, but Oklahoma Missouri, um, 
looks that looks like an enjoyable game because both of those teams have definitely had their up and downs um this year so what i mean who do you have uh upset watch other than winthrop i I don't know if winthrop is much of a you know winthrop over villanova might not be much of an upset yeah seth green on the cbs show was just like oh i got winthrop immediately like the second it was announced because illinois missing their best player and their point guard so i don't know if that's a huge one here I have Alabama losing historically early, I think, um, as well as Houston. <laughs> so I have, um, and excuse me, I shouldn't say historically early. I don't have Alabama losing to the 7 or 10 seed or even the 15 seed, which, hey, hey as much crap as we want to give people in life, Iona is is playing Alabama, and we don't think Alabama's that good. Neither of us, right? And Iona's head coach is Rick Patino. So anyways... <laughs> Just, 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 I'm never going to really put a 15 over a two seed in any bracket that I make, even though it's free to do on ESPN and just for fun. Heck, maybe I'll make a third one. I've already made two since we started recording, but because I, I just have a lot of fun with it. This is like what, this is like how I got into writing is I would write big, tw- I would write um big 12 tournament racket previews. And then I'd write a bunch of round of 64, like who I think is going to win all type of stuff, whatever. And I would even mm-hmm. write it like on Tuesday night after the playing games has already started, which is kind of dumb, but whatever I'm speaking 30,000 miles a minute here, so I'll slow down a second. But I I think I got UCLA being Michigan State. I'll say it that way. I don't know if that's necessarily an upset just because it is a playing game to 11 seeds, technically. Um, yep. I do have Clemson beating Houston, though. In okay. the first weekend, I don't think Houston's just going to make it that far. I think Clemson's kind of playing a little playing a little fast, playing a little hot. Fair to say. Um, um, and I also have Georgetown beating Colorado. So my, I, my dad's I, well, grad school beating my mom's undergrad school. So there I, you go. I I also have a Georgetown beating Colorado. Um, the other one that I'm kind of looking at is Ohio versus Virginia. Yeah, um, yeah, that was my last and, one I was going to get to here. And that's just because I don't. I mean, I, I don't know how good Virginia is. I really, I really, really don't. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, and that could mean that, you know, a team like Creighton could make it to the sweet 16. Right. Who beat Kansas, by the way. Right. Didn't Creighton yeah. beat Kansas? I feel like they did earlier on in the season. Um, or did the, Kansas beat them by one? Something weird about it. Right. Um, I, I, I'm hopeful on a lot of stuff here this season, but man, the the one thing I do not have is, um, oh gosh, what am I trying to say here? The one thing I do not have is, uh, just an absolute ton of upsets of like 13s over fours or 12s over fives as they usually do. I kind of try to pick one this year. And so, uh-huh. yeah, my, or my, my ones are Winthrop over Villanova and then, um, Oh gosh, Ohio over Virginia, but I threw in another one. That I just think is kind of is the fun part of it is Georgetown over Colorado. I don't know if Colorado's that good. Um, I don't. I don't. And yet, on the other, on the flip side of it here, if Tennessee doesn't beat Oregon State, I'm gonna be really worried about the SEC as a whole conference. Tell your brother I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, Oregon State, whole. like that was one heck of a tournament run. If all their energy and gas isn't spent on that tournament run, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that that would be a tough one. And look, I mean, people are probably going to pick 
uh, Liberty to beat us, whether it's out of spite, whether it's, you know, maybe, you know, Liberty. Well, we're going to see for, it. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to see it no matter for whatever what. reason. And, and yeah. that's fine. Um, I hope we don't lose obviously, but, uh, I, I think, I think it'll be a good game and that's on Friday. Is that correct? Yes, it is on Friday at Lucas Friday. Oil Stadium. So in the football, so where the Colts play Lovely. in the NFL arena. Um, so you know, all of our three points are going to be off, and a team that plays really good defense will have a good time playing against us. Oh wait, that's Liberty. <laughs> I, you know, and and um, one other fun thing I'll throw in out here, and it's just uh, every one of the the colleges that my family has gone to at some point are in the tournament. Um, even all the way down to University of North Texas where my mom got her grad degree. So <laughs> shout out. Shout out to my parents for picking winning schools every year. And my uh, mom's side of the family all went like almost all went to UCLA. Um the only school actually that did not make the tournament here, but has an excuse uh, that one of my cousins, you know, went to is of course Dartmouth and the Ivy League didn't play this year. So yeah, that's that's the you one. Know, he's, got the excuse. he's got the excuse. You could have made it. They could have made it. They could have won the whole thing. Could have made it. Don't know. Could have won the whole you tournament. Can't say, can't say they couldn't. Yeah, and what I'm going with this year, they could have won their whole entire Ivy League tournament and made it, which is I think how an Ivy League school makes it every year. Is they have to win their. You know. Yeah. That's why that's yeah. why we didn't know about Jeremy Lin until later. I don't think Harvard won the uh, any of his years at Harvard. Anyways. Um, well, hey, Jake, as always, it's great talking about college basketball here. It's great doing all the type of stuff. If you're listening at this point, I will say I'm going to throw up a watch the, you know, watch Oklahoma State play with us or whatever on Instagram. And I am personally not going to be showing the game off of my phone because I think that's a I, I don't know why you'd want to watch a, the Big 12 game off of the phone. But if somebody <laughs> does want to have like um, a post game Q&A, that's what will be thrown up. And so. If Jake's depending on one time the game's set for, right? If this is set for Friday during the day and I've got stuff going on, I can't do it. But hopefully we can do that and hook it all up here to see what everyone's thoughts and comments are following our hopeful fingers crossed, knock on wood, pray to your Lord and Savior, whoever you worship up there, or don't. Um that we beat Liberty, of course. So <laughs> had to throw that in there. Had to throw that in there at some point, right? <laughs> right. Had to really go for it here. Um got one more thing here and i'll let uh ronnie dangerfield here uh end it out for us which you know who that is right jake yes all right well that's the story of my life no respect. no respect all right with all that being said thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the cj tour podcast if you're not already following the podcast on itunes soundcloud spotify wherever you listen to podcast breaker box fm any of these 10 other platforms Please do so and follow at the CGI Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. And we'll catch you guys again soon. Peace. See ya.